The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member. And we don't mean your Aunt Dolores. You stink. The TNT Shop has it all at tntradio.live. Joseph Arthur and his Technicolor Dreamcast on today's News Talk Radio TNT. We live in a crazy world full of toxicity all around us, and we have to work on our health all the time. I think I have a little bit of a cold. You might hear it in my voice. We have to work on healing, right? I mean, with our physical selves, our spiritual selves, our mental and emotional selves, we got to pray, we got to get our diets right, um, we have to exercise, um, you know, it's a whole bevy of things that we have to do, and uh, music can be a part of that. My next guest is uh, launching an immersive sort of healing music thing that we're going to hear a little bit about. He can't divulge too much on it, but we'll get a little something out of him. Keith Thomas is an American record producer and songwriter. He has worked on 40 number one Billboard hits and has received multiple Grammy awards. He's born and raised in Georgia, and he produced and wrote for Amy Grant to collect their first number one top 40 hit, Baby, Baby. Baby, baby, I don't know the rest of the words of baby, baby. I know it does the baby, baby. That's a hit, y'all. Uh, at the same time, Thomas focused his music on former Miss America, soon to become global pop star and actress Vanessa Williams. He's worked with so many huge artists, Michael Bolton, Luther Vandross, Brian McKnight, to name but a few. Um, but also, like I said, he's getting into the healing arts. Keith Thomas, welcome to the show. How are you doing, my friend? It's been too long. It has been a while, man. It's so great. Thanks for uh, that's such a great intro, man. I love it. Baby, baby. I'm a little disappointed that you don't know the rest of the song, though. Okay, hey. Sorry, you know. dude. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I probably couldn't sing it either, actually. It's been so long. Uh, Go ahead, funny. sing it. Let's hear it. Oh, no, I am not going to do that. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well. I know, right? So, <clears throat> what's going on, my friend? We were just talking a little bit before we came on about um i i guess my TikTok algorithm is uh is all over your place I, TikTok is weird with the algorithm because uh yeah sometimes the same like three people are always on my thing and i found out to my horror that i am that for you so i apologize because my TikTok content it. oh man you, and it's a, i know I what it's like we had this conversation a while back where we both challenged each other to get on. Now you've done it and I haven't. So I'm, I've, I've got to no. be up here and do it, but no, I seriously, I mean, every time I'm on, I've, you pop up there, which is great. So. Wow. All right. So I apologize. It <laughs> it's not me. I'm not making it happen. TikTok is a nightmare platform. Yeah. I mean, we were talking a little bit and we're going to get into your healing arts stuff and, and of course your career a little bit, but, you know, this time we're, we're bringing up the internet and we live in this creator economy where it's like sort of dawning on me lately that, um, you know, because when you're an old school guy and, and the, our relationship with social media is all fractured, it's, it's of course a negative addiction for so many people. It makes people feel bad. It creates a lot of negativity, but at the same time, 
it creates an enormous opportunity if you can get out of your own way and become a content creator there's certainly an avenue to make a livelihood through the internet and and all artists nowadays in the music industry have to crack that code it's like it, they must there's really no way to avoid it i was watching that crazy cat williams interview um this week i don't know if you saw that or caught wind of it it went viral mm -hmm. he was calling out all these people and and he was talking about his own relationship with social media a little bit and he said yeah i don't post like i'll be at this show please come see me and i'm thinking like yeah you're cat williams man you don't have to you're playing venues that is promoting the heck out of your show and of course you don't have to write an instagram post come see me play here that would be weird but for right. me, if I'm going playing somewhere, I got to write an Instagram post or else no one is going to know that I'm there. And even, you know what I mean? It's a weird one. I do. It's exhausting. Um, it is, we've dude. Gone, we've gone from the labels being the bottleneck to the tech companies being the bottleneck. Now we answer to them instead of the labels. And it's frustrating because it's almost like the guy behind the curtain, you know, they can actually tweak it as they want. If you're making too much money, they can just pull back on it. And I see that all the time. I see artists complaining that their numbers have gone down. They're not getting the views that they used to get. And obviously the money drops at that point as well. But there are some that are killing it. I mean, I'm trying to think of the kid that, that, that's doing 240,000 a month. What he's doing, he's doing these cute little videos on TikTok and driving uh, traffic to his Spotify page. And from there he's, he's killing it. But those, there's, there are a number of artists that do that. And that's, that's kind of the way to do it. But as we know, and we've talked about this in the past, you've got to be on it every day. It's got to be your career. It's got to be your job. And you got to be posting three and four times a day. Um, you know, there are some art there that are, that, that say you don't with the contrary, but if you're doing it, um, on a regular basis, you're going to actually get traction. I believe, you know, I, I'm still waiting to jump in like you. Um, but it's like one of those things where if you don't, you know, other than getting signed to a label, you really don't have another option then, you know, it's not, and TikTok is the discovery platform as we know. So, um, you just have to get with the plan, you know, it's, it's, it's hard because I don't like doing that. I'll be honest with you. That's, I've been dragging my feet trying to create think about creating content just to put up there just to be relevant and i get that but it's like oh it's exhausting and, well and then dude the, especially when you talk about it because whenever you talk about it and i don't mean it in a bad way but whenever you talk about it you're always yeah there's this kid he's 13 years old and he's making 500 million dollars every three weeks because, <laughs> right. you know what i mean it, when you talk about it it's always a young person dude it's not like hey there's this there is those two old rapper guys who are great. Where have you seen them? No, I haven't. You have to send me a link. Oh, I, I, yeah, I, I should know their name, but I don't. Anyway, yeah, it's uh, well, is music still a young man's game? Does ageism exist in the music industry? I mean, you you're coming from this world of global like number one, huge number one billboard, forty billboard number ones, Grammys the top 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 most you know so maybe your viewpoint is that world still whereas i'm coming from this indie place where you know it's just like what success is in the indie realm is very different than what your view of success is do you do you think in your view that music is a young person's game or can any of us still prevail 
Well, I, I think, uh, well, I think anyone in a major label would think it's a young person's game because that's that's pretty much 25 is your cutoff date. I mean, uh, age there at the majors. But um, good thing I I'm only anyway, 23, man. I still got a chance. I know. I know exactly. <laughs> um, no, but I, I I think right now because we do have access to the wires, anybody can find success. Uh, but again, you're fighting an algorithm. A lot of, lot of, lot of kids that I talk to get frustrated because they can't get traction. And then I go, I try to encourage them by going, you're not really fighting a human being, you're fighting a computer algorithm. That's what you're up against. And when you learn how that works and you can play to that, then and I think things change at that point. Um, but, but for me, it's like, I, I did come from a different music business completely, you know? And we made music, we put it up, people bought it, and we made money from that. Now making money on Spotify is, I mean, that's a, I mean, I'm getting checks for three and four dollars, you know, and it's, it's a different world. So, um, I mean, I'm trying to figure it out as well, but um, I mean, I'm still, I'll still do independent records, but it's really much like a work for hire situation because, um, you know, you're not going to look, you're not going to get any mailbox money as we used to call it, so. It's, unless you're doing billions of streams now, you, you know, it's like if you're Bieber or some of those guys, they're making they're making some bank. But um, it's still uh, it is a young man's game. But it's like there are, I see a lot of artists that um, even legacy artists that are doing really well in there. If you don't need money, you're making money. I just made that up. That's pretty oh, that good. I don't think I don't know if anyone said that before, but I was thinking of Justin Bieber. He doesn't need money and he's making money. That's the the world is unfair, but okay. So it's been a while since we last spoke. I mean, Ruckus told me it was like a year ago, which I can't believe it's been a year. And I wow. think Ruckus got that wrong. Has it? I mean, but it's been a while. Um, and we and like you said, we we both had this like go man go bro vibe of like we're gonna get our social media game on. We're gonna figure this out. We're gonna crack this code. I I went heavy for a while, then I took many months off because of my own personal reasons and just resistance and things I do want to talk about with you uh, in terms of resistance and, and why you don't, why procrastination happens. I think that's a pretty interesting topic. So, but I'm going to throw the onus on you when I call you out and say, why haven't you gotten into uh pursuing what what we talked about because right. and do you think there's an underlying creativity block happening is it fear is it underlying anger is it deep do you psychoanalyze yourself when you come up against stumbling blocks or uh how do you frame it well i mean you know the thing is um i, I still kind of operate on the old school in the sense that I, I wait for people to call me and I'll do these projects and I've been doing projects, but the, the idea of self-promotion, I just, I have never it's done tough. it. I'm a horrible self-promoter. I don't like talking about myself. I don't like any of that stuff, but you know, and, and I bet I've taken maybe 10 selfies in my life. You know, it's like, I, I just don't do that. But that's kind of what's required to be able to get that machine working for you. And, you know, I, we talked about this. I built this, helped build this library for Facebook. So last summer, I put up 134 tracks, I think it was on Spotify. 
And the idea behind that was that I was going to go take each song, I was going to break it down on the computer, show how I created those tracks, and, um, you know, do social media videos around all of them. And I haven't done one. And, and, and that's, that's what I mean, dude. That's why I'm I calling you out. That's why I'm bringing this up because it's interesting. I know because you know, I get busy doing other things and I know just from the advice I give other artists that come into my world, it's a full-time thing. So I'm going to have to bury myself in the studio and just create, I mean, that's comedy. That's, that's what, that's what I need to do actually is just to, I'm going to go six weeks. I'm not going to do anything, but this social media content, I'm going to build up a little bit of a, reserve and then I'll have stuff to post. And I know how that's how that works. I had an artist that I could not get her to post. And uh, we had cut seven songs, put them up on Spotify. And so I said, I'm gonna show you how this works. So I shot uh, videos of each song with her and I cut them up into multiple little pieces where I bet we had 50 videos. And for every day I posted three or four videos a day. She tripled her uh, following in that period. And that's, that's the, the idea behind it and i need i need to need to do that but a shameless plug would be um the meta collection on spotify you know if anyone wants to go hear that playlist um it's there but i mean but let's take it a little deeper okay go ahead go ahead and i'll tell you the first week out when that was when it it actually came out on spotify uh i had 1.5 million usages on that um people using those songs in their videos, which is amazing. Um, and, you know, some of our discussions in the past was about the Spotify, I mean, not Spotify, but the Facebook library. Um, the first year it was out, I think it was 2018. Um, I had like 600,000 usages just on my music and then found out years later, there are with the team that put this together, billions of usages. So it was highly successful for Facebook. And so I started thinking about Wow, what if I did this myself? So we that's part of the music therapy thing that I was telling you about. That um, you know, I'm I want to build this library of my on my own, but it's a little bit deeper than that, and we can get into that whenever you're ready. So well, I want to go back to to uh, and not to pick on you or or like call you out, but just because I think on. the topic of resistance and creative like stumbling block and failing to you know do what we want in this life you know the procrastination i was like thinking i've been thinking a lot about it lately because i i took a long break and am gearing up to begin again in in sort of the pursuit of being unstuck and really following this vision that i feel like god is giving me towards what i should be building and Mm -hmm. it's it i think the root cause of procrastination is anger is unresolved trauma is unresolved anger and so like you know like when when i hear you and not to be like armchair psychologist but when i hear you say like what i gotta do is you're putting up all these blockades of stuff like it it takes this and so i have to like you know carve out six weeks to really get going and then and then it becomes overwhelm and then you don't do it but then the sort of underneath that is sort of like the the work i've been doing now is ho'oponopono and forgiving everyone and everything in my field of consciousness the mantra of i love you i'm sorry please forgive me thank you and resolving all this lingering anger and it's attacking Mm. my procrastination and it's freeing me to actually make content again so it's like i'm looking at it in this sort of interesting way i think and i wanted to get your take on that does that any of that resonate with you yeah, I mean, I, you know, beside the fact that I just 
absolutely hate the way I look on camera. You know, it's just but one that, of those things. But that, I know, that's the ego. I know. But, but exactly. There, there it is. Because, dude, so, you know, I'm sure the pop star that you made the content for hates the way she looks. And I'm sure she's probably amazing looking. You know what I mean? There's absolutely <laughs> nothing wrong with the way you look. But that's what I mean. There's all these stumbling blocks for all of us. Right. Like, well, what do I right. got to say? Who's going to value me? I look like crap. I oh man, I'm 52 years old. What do I think I'm doing on TikTok? Right. You know what I mean? Like I the point. negative thoughts will will stop you every step of the way. So we have to get to what is causing those negative thoughts and underneath them I think is unresolved anger. And Ho'oponopono is the magic secret weapon we need. Say that again. Ho'oponopono. It's okay. I'll send you mantras on it. It's I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And so anyone who's betrayed you, you apply that to them in your own mind. And you say, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And you and you actually forgive because when we think about forgiveness, what is forgiveness? You know, is it something mm -hmm. we can control? Is it a spirit? Is it grace? We can say, I forgive you, but we have to forgive. And I think we have to actually make a work of forgiveness to become creatively oh, that's, free. That's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Easier said than done. <laughs> and with that, let me take a quick break and we'll get into the healing arts with music right after these words on TNT. TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. The double standard is out there. It's so obvious. It's so frustrating. Eric Holder gets held in contempt of Congress for defying a congressional subpoena. Nothing happens. Obama's DOJ didn't pursue it. Steve Bannon and Peter Navarro defy a congressional subpoena. Joe Biden's DOJ criminally prosecutes them. Criminally prosecutes them for defying a congressional subpoena. And now we've got congressional subpoenas of Hunter Biden and James Biden, the resident's brother. And guess what? Nothing's going to be done by Merrick Garland, Barack Obama, Joe Biden's DOJ. That's right. I said Barack Obama. Obama's the shadow president. He's not the one pulling the strings. He wasn't pulling the strings in his own administration. You know, Valerie Jarrett was his minder. Where is the Iranian-born Valerie Jarrett these days? Haven't seen or heard much of her. It's because the Democrats are smart. Timothy Shea on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. I'm Cal Fire Battalion Chief Isaac Sanchez. And normally we like to provide you with tips on how to keep yourselves and your family safe during wildfires. But given the historic impacts that the weather has had on our state this year, we would like to provide you with tips on how to keep yourself safe during extreme weather. If you reside in an area susceptible to flooding, please take the necessary steps to prepare to evacuate if advised. Make sure you've identified at least two exit routes out of your neighborhood as one of them may be blocked or flooded. As the weather develops, remember to check in on vulnerable neighbors and family members. They may need additional time to prepare for evacuation. And just like during a wildfire, if you feel unsafe, please evacuate. You don't have to wait for the order to come. Keep an emergency go bag ready in case you need to evacuate. And always remember to plan for the safety of your pets as well. If you must leave, never drive around roadblocks. It can take as little as 12 inches of water to sweep your vehicle away. And always remember the mantra, turn around, don't drown. Be aware of first responders working in highly impacted areas, especially on the roads. For additional safety tips and updates on CAL FIRE activities, follow us on social media or visit fire.ca.gov. 
the conversation continues. I don't believe it, and I think that's a terrible position that I am in, that I don't trust my government. This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Well, I was hanging out with Gardner Cole last night and his wife, Christiana. Actually, me and Christiana Cole went out on the streets of Phoenix and did some busking on First Friday. It was kind of wild, kind of weird. I never really busked before, but I made money. I opened the guitar case and people threw dollars in. It was insane. I didn't wow. know you could just do that. You can just open your guitar case, play, and people throw money at you. Why didn't anybody tell me? Anyway. I know, right? So so we dropped off Christiana. We went in and Gardner was there. Gardner Cole also worked with Amy Grant, a super producer. Also, you know what he wrote? I can't. It's take on me, the synth line. Anyway, he was in AHA as well, the touring band, and he's worked with lots of people. And I brought up 432 with him. He's actually um, an interesting character, and the tuning in 432 is supposed to be good for the healing uh, frequencies. It resonates with the universe in a more beautific way. And uh, he said, I don't believe that. I think it's just about the song. And if you have a beautiful song, it's a beautiful song. And people can't really tell the difference between 440 and 432. I was surprised because a lot of musicians and producer types are into 432. And Keith, with what you're working on, I know you just told me that you're working with 432 and 528, which are the healing frequencies. Tell me about this project that you're launching as much as you can. I know it, the deal's not completely done yet, so you can't speak too, uh, you know, uh, uh, exact on it, but you can give us a general right. idea of what's coming. And and, and well, tell me if you think Gardner is right or wrong as well. I don't, you know, honestly, I there. if you go search online, there are scientific, they say there are scientific proof that 432, 528, um, all these work. Um, matter of fact, you there's a, <laughs> There's an artist named Abel Hart that is a really talented kid. It's online. He is taking this to the next level. He's got every frequency you can imagine, and he's doing videos and songs and that sort of thing in that. And he swears that the, the reason he's been so successful recently is because of the changing the frequencies. But, you know, I started back, uh, I've been working on this thing for about a year, a little bit more than that. I started out as a piano project, uh, pretty much for, for healing myself. You know, the music always is where that's that's where I go when I need to do when I need to feel a certain way or or uh, recover from some tragedy in my life or trauma uh, the music is healing in itself and so I thought I'm going to do a piano project much much like a peace, peaceful piano project and and since I've been involved in video and uh, photography for so long I go I, you know when we were doing this project with Facebook I told them then, I said, I want to be your VR guy because I'm fascinated by VR. And even eight years, nine years ago, I had two parties at my house, two VR parties, uh, two different ones. And it was fascinating because it's amazing how much the technology has grown in that period of time. So a year ago, um, um, I got a call from a friend that wanted me to come visit. And um, um, she lived in Jackson Hole. And, and I hadn't talked to this person in, like I said, eight eight to 10 years, but I go out and visit, told her what I was working on. She said, well, you got to meet my friend Todd. And so we became, uh, we, we did a Zoom, got to know each other. And Todd is a well-known doctor that um, is already using music 
to heal people. He's teaching stroke patients how to speak again through music and melody and rhythm. Um, and so I was really intrigued by that. So I, you know, I got on this bandwagon. I'm like, I've got to figure out a way to do this in an immersive situation so that I can help people who are going through cancer treatment or dialysis or anything that is um, that could potentially be traumatic and help them like transport them. So the music, what I did was I went out and shot a ton of footage, um, peaceful stuff, and put it inside of Oculus and created music around that. And the response so far has been overwhelming. And so, you know, the, the project that we're working on right now, like I said, I wish I could tell tell you all that's going on with that right now, but it's 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 pretty amazing. It's probably the most important thing I've ever done in my life. Um, and um, I'm excited about it. And we're just launching it this year. But um, to me, it's it's where I am in my life. It's something that gives back. It helps people. And that's that's my goal in life right now is this chapter of my life. Um, I want to make sure that it makes a difference. And that's that's kind of where I am on all of that. But the music itself uh, has healing power. And I'm really now on this path to learn so that I can be more intentional how the music um, heals. You know, I we did some tests at a hospital and um, we had two patients. One was one of my, my partner went in the MRI and then we had a volunteer go in the MRI. And um, I'd taken music that I had created for this for this app. And the doctor at one point said, hey, Keith, come over here. And she loves this piece of music. I said, well, how do you know? And we're looking at the brain scans as the music's being played. And the emotional part of her brain was bright red. And those are the kind of things that we're learning. What chords, what notes, what intervals do they respond to? You know, and those are the things that I want to know so that when I'm writing, I can be more intentional. Yeah. What makes it healing um, beyond, um, you know, 432? So, so for people that don't know what 432 means or 428, um, typical music is 440. Pop music, right. all the music, most music you hear. And there's rabbit holes as to why it arrived at 440. There's some people who think that's evil. I'm, my friend Tom Rothrock thinks that the, a lot of early death in musicians is a result of 440. That's how deep he goes. Then you got... Gardner Cole that thinks it doesn't make any difference at all. Um, But when you look at the spectrum of shapes that the, the, you know, sound waves create, if it's 432, it's really beautiful and round and flowy. And then if it's 440, it's all angular and like this, you know, so, so there, there is something to it, but beyond that, that though, those, the hurts or whatever word we would give that, why is the music healing is it the is it the tone of it is it like you said specific chords is it the pairing of the visuals well i think the pairing of the visuals we we only did audio test at the hospital we're doing another test that includes the visuals that we're working on but um you know music has always been that at least for me and i and i'm i guess maybe because it's one of those things where if you used to drive a Volkswagen, that's all you ever saw on the road. It's like so many Volks. Now that I'm in this space, this is all I hear about is how music is changing people and helping them relax and deal with stress and that sort of thing. Um, and so I'm really paying attention to that. And I'm still in the middle of the research about the 432 and about all the frequencies and how they, if they really do work. Um, 
I don't want to throw that out until I really go down that rabbit hole, but it's like um, intervals. And, and, and to me, if I'm working on a piece of music, um, I can play an interval and I'll, it'll bring tears to my eyes. Just the, the sequence of those notes can bring a tear and make me feel a certain way. So I know that it, it speaks to the soul. It speaks to who we are and, and it can create um, a place of comfort and peace, you know, for people. And a lot of it obviously is sonically driven, um, especially the piano stuff. But I, I will tell you, I was transporting a cat um, for my wife to uh, the shelter. And it's, uh, I was driving this uh, maybe an hour, two hours, two hours in, and all the way, th this cat has just, it was crying like crazy. So I, I actually put on the radio, uh, I actually put on my phone, uh, play cat calming music, and a piano piece came on, and the cat stopped Im and immediately and did not whimper the rest of the trip. And, you know, so I'm like, wow, this, this works. And so, you know, we do that, we do that here with our, with our pets, we'll leave the house and we'll put on dog calming music or cat calming music. And, um, you know, it's just, I just, I just love the, the thought of that and being, being able to do that. And maybe somebody could benefit from that. I love it. I'm going to try that with my two and a half year old for sure. Play on toddler calming music. Um, <laughs> What do you think happened to you though? Because you know you were you're this big pop hit maker, right? And and soul right. music, and you came from the church. I know your backstory, um, and now your your entire musical focus, like you said, you're seeing Volkswagens everywhere. You're seeing this healing arts music, and and there are things like on YouTube you can find five twenty eight frequency or four thirty two and you can find healing sounds on YouTube, but you're deeper in the rabbit hole than that, I guess. And I, yeah. it's making it's inspiring me to go deeper into it as well. I mean, I'm my at my feet right now is a harmonium that is also tuned to four thirty two and I did like twenty minute ho pono pono mantra that I just repetitively sang. and I was oh, thinking wow. of uploading that. Um, so of course, I'm kind of interested in this too, but Tell me about your evolution to, you know, from sort of the pop hit making side and not that you're completely done with that. Obviously you're working with artists, but to this new focus, what do you think happened in your life to provoke that? Well, I mean, I think, you know, obviously things change, but uh, I think that industry changed so much that um, when music became ubiquitous. It's like, it's everywhere. I mean, when you think about 30 million tracks that were uploaded to Spotify last year, didn't get one spin, didn't get one play. It's, there's, it's, it's so much every day. Um, what is it? A hundred thousand a week or something like that now that are going up and no one can, you know, it's like, if you, if you're not making records for the majors, um, it's hard to get traction. I mean, it really is. I mean, there, 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 there are people who are doing it. Now I'm seeing some independent artists. I, I just contradict myself, but I've seen some independent artists. People will send, people send me music all the time, send me links and I will go to Spotify and I'll say, Oh, this person has 5 million monthly listeners and I've never heard of them or 20 million monthly listeners. And in the nineties or two thousands, that would have been like a household name. You know, it's like, so, um, for me, though, um, 
you know, I've always been independent except for the times that I, you know, I was at Sony for a decade. I was at Warner Brothers for a little bit. Uh, but when you're on your own, it's like uh, you don't have the support of that label that's pushing your songs or creating uh, writers for you, uh, artists for you to write with and produce and that sort of thing. So it's, just, it's I think it's just a natural progression for me. And then as I get older, looking for ways that I can do things that actually feel like it's not just about a hit record or uh, a chart right. position. No, I want to do something that matters. And, and not that that doesn't, but this is a completely different thing. So is there a moral calling in terms of like wanting to aid and abed humanity in healing? I mean, are you feeling like some kind of calling from God? And how do you balance like, because, you know, everything's a yin and a yang, you know, like, obviously, we want success, we need to survive, we need food, we need money. So there's always self seeking in things that we do. But it but in order to attract people, it really needs to come from a place of trying to be of service, doesn't it? Right. Yeah. I mean, it does. And, um, you know, I had someone in my house two weeks ago that um, my wife was really helping take care of their pets and that sort of thing because she had cancer. And uh, she was just telling me when she was, she was asking me what we were working on because I was telling her about the music therapy thing. And she just then gave us these horror stories about her experience in the hospital and treatments and that sort of thing. She said, I begged them for music playlists to, to calm me down and that sort of thing. And so they're just, there are all these different things pop into my life that tells me, okay, you're on the right track. You're doing something right. I was on the phone the other night with a CEO of a hospital group. This, the CEO manages like 600 hospitals. And I was telling him about this and uh, he was like, man, you're definitely on to something. Um, I was looking for like this, something like this uh, in, back in October, but this could revolutionize the healthcare industry. And that would be like, okay, then that, that could make a difference. That could make, put a ding in the universe, you know? What about the conspiratorial stuff around 432? Because there is that, of course, with everything. There's conspiracy. Yeah. And I've heard that, you know, sometimes like iTunes won't even put up songs that are 432 because secretly it's a death cult and they all want everyone to die, die, die. And that music is too powerful. Now, of course, I don't believe that's true, but I have heard rumblings right. along those lines that, that, that these healing tones or frequencies do actually get um repressed and well, i mean we see that play out a uh, uh, natural healing modalities certainly do get repressed in in the yeah. covid vax days you know that has happened so right. we know that that um initiative is out there ha do you think that affects healing the healing arts of music well i don't know i don't know how uh i have not seen those um uh, uh, that article that, that you talked about with apple but I do know that no, there I just are a lot made of it up, Keith. I don't know if it's true. Right? <laughs> they, <laughs> no, just, there are I, just, some, I overheard uh, someone at a bus stop say it. You know what I mean? Exactly. I know there's an yeah, article. Yeah. <laughs> They're coming after you now. Um, yeah. Yeah, but there, I mean, if you go Google uh, music frequencies, I mean, there's like a slew of things about it. Um, and, and do I know if it's worked or not? I mean, I'm, I'm still playing with that, but um, I've actually sent things to people can which one of these is your favorite and most of the time the 432 will come back as the favorite wow. of the same song right um and i don't know that they even know what they're listening to but i'm just experimenting you know um and i don't want to throw that out until i know so
So you send them 440, 432, and 528 yeah. or something like that? Yeah, yeah. And just, you know, hey, pick, you know, which one of these feels best to you? And most of the time it's 432. Now, I had an Has artist. Has it ever been like, 440? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I, but I love doing these experiments, you know? It's like, yeah. does this really work? I mean, I really don't. Huh. But I, I, I know that there's scientific, they say there's scientific backing on all of this, you know? So. I believe it, man. I, I mean, I discovered it at Tom Rothrock's music festival, and I wasn't on drugs or anything. And I asked him why the music sounded so good. And he is the biggest proponent for 432. And he said, because I detune everything to 432. And so I actually felt it enough to ask him. And, and in talking to Gardner last night, he was like, dude, I could play you anybody uh, 440 or 432 and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference i didn't bring up my tom rothrock story then but i thought about it I, but i was like eh, i'm not gonna go, go into it i get it i get it. you know yeah you get it yeah. all right let yeah. me take a quick break we'll be right back with more after these words on tnt the challenges our planet's animals are facing sometimes feel a bit heavy uh, animals haven't eaten in a day two days they haven't drank anything they're cold they're dehydrated as soon as we started our descent everywhere i could see was mud just absolutely mud you know, the country has been long for drought so long it was like a tinderbox waiting to go up okay very heavy each of us wants to be part of the solution and we can be remember that there's good happening right now at home. All right, we were able to get into the unit and we have all four of your cats. So, uh... Okay. And around the world. For any animal in any disaster. So let's focus on that, right? Be part of the solution. One rescue at a time. Search ifa.org forward slash disaster ready. The impact of a meal goes well beyond feeding our bodies. Because when people are fed, futures are nourished. Everyone deserves to live a full life. And with your help, together we can end hunger. Join the movement at feedingamerica.org slash act now. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT, with Joseph Arthur and his Technicolor Dreamcast. So the healing arts is big business, though. You were just telling me that the Calm app made like 200-something million last year and is going to be a billion-dollar company. That's wild. That's $2 I mean, billion. Dollars. Oh, $2 billion. Sorry. Sorry, Calm. Yeah. I didn't mean to I know, uh, right? do yeah. you like that. I'm, I'm, but you're giving me all kinds of anxiety like I'm missing out. You're giving me FOMO, so you're doing the opposite of making me calm, calm by being so successful. How come people don't just go to YouTube and go to 528 Healing Arts? I mean, isn't it, uh, isn't it already available on YouTube? Or does, what does calm do that is, is provoking so much success? Well, you know, they'll have interviews with... Um specialist in anxiety and relaxation and all that stuff. I think they offer a lot more than that. They offer the visuals, they offer, uh, there's now calm radio mm. and uh, which is kind of in the same lane that we're in from the music side, because um, that's part of our portfolio as well to uh, have the, the, the calming music, piano music, 
Um, but um, yeah, no, they've, they've, they're the largest, they're the most successful so far, but um, you know, and that's honestly one of the, the things that we've been looking at and dissecting how they're doing that. But ours is a little different because it's immersive. And that to me is, um, I don't know if you've put a headset on an Oculus headset on before, but it is amazing. And it's only getting Never. better. Apple, Apple's coming with Apple Vision Pro this year, and it will be a game changer. It, it will be like going from a flip phone to um, an iPhone, basically. They're going to change the game. Okay. I'm a headset virgin, Keith, and I'm just writing a song now called Headset Virgin. I'm a headset virgin, baby. Don't mess with me. That's the first <laughs> line. I love it. Um, Let's talk about words as well, because I'm wondering if words factor in. There was that secret message of words experiment that somebody did a long time ago where they wrote loving words on a bottle of water. I love you. You're the best. I love you. That kind of thing. And on another bottle of water, they wrote, I hate you. Go F yourself. All this kind of stuff. And then they semi-froze both, and the crystals that appeared in the love one were all like nice, beautiful snowflake-looking things, you know, like all symmetrical. And the ones that said, I hate you, was like, eh, oh, eh, oh, oh, that no sym symmetry or anything. Do words factor into this? Because it seems to me that uh, you're, you're mainly talking about instrumental music. I'm assuming that most of this stuff is instrumental, but what about the addition of powerful language via mantras via words like love um things of that nature have you thought about incorporating language into any of this stuff and does it get yes. incorporated in any of the other prevailing uh you know success stories in this field yeah i've interviewed uh, uh, quite a few people about what they like about these apps what they like about this experience and uh, you know the music thing is one thing but when a lot of times what you'll hear is that, um, you know, you got to have the option to be able to turn the, the dialogue off or on. And a lot of the comments mm. are, I just hate the way this person speaks, or I don't like that voice, or I don't like the way it sounds, you know, or stop talking to me while I'm trying to relax. You know, you're making, making me feel anxious. So I think that has, you know, for me, that's that's one of my things as well. Like I, I would be more in tune to what that voice sounds like. Is it calming in what we're saying, obviously? Um, but yeah, I think the spoken word is 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 huge in this, and and it could be just uh, someone coaching you how to relax. But that voice has to be not annoying, you know. And 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 I've looked at pretty much every piece of software out there, or every uh, immersive uh, anti-anxiety or calming app that's inside of Oculus or these, these headsets, and I haven't found anything that I absolutely love yet. So. Um, and I just, that just means it can be better. And so that's, that's our goal. Well, I'm a bit congested right now, Keith, but you know, my voice is, we can fix that. Calming. My voice. I think is, the, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, if you need a voice, Keith, just, uh, you got my number and I'm just saying, hello, I love you. See, it's nice. It's not nice and sexy, <laughs> <laughs> nice and sexy. Keith, come on, give a guy a call. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> That's interesting. What about AI in this? I mean, it seems to me that AI would probably be all over this at this point. There's got to be somebody out there plugging in healing music into the AI algorithms and, and churning out uh, endless AI versions. 
Have you heard any AI versions? Have you yourself tried with AI? And, and do you think there's a future there as well? Yeah, about six months ago, eight months ago. Actually, yeah, it was, I think it was June of last year now that I'm thinking about it. Um, I was talking to a distributor about putting up this Facebook stuff. And, and then I was telling him I'm doing this piano project as well. Uh, and so he asked me, he said, go to, I think it's avia.ai. He said, go over there and create 10 uh, AI tracks and then give me one of yours and let's put them up and see which one performs the best. And so I, I do it. I downloaded the software, went there, created maybe two, I think maybe three, but got frustrated with it because it's like, it's just, it was, it was lame then. It's coming though. They're, you know, the, the library that we built for Facebook, they are using that library now to create their own AI library. And so they're pulling from all that stuff that we did, but that's, that's basically it. So the idea for me would be like, if we want to do that, all this music we're building for this app can be used to draw from, from other people that want to create an AI track, but it's, it's going to, it's on us right now. I mean, it's already here. And, you know, there are a lot of a lot of producers and writers that I know that are really concerned about it. Um, I, I, you know, right now I don't see it taking anything from me, but I, I'm trying to use it as a tool. And, um, and I don't know if you are on Output, but it's a software company that I've been using for a, a, quite a while. But they have a new AI program built into their synth. And um, you basically type in, you give it a prompt of what you want, and it creates that track for you. Or creates that piece of music you know you can just as descriptive as you can be but even from what i'm doing on a visual side i use discord all the time uh all the artwork for this 134 pieces of meta uh, soundtrack that i did is all ai i mean mm. it's pretty much descriptive you put the ai i mean you put the description in and discord creates the um the album cover it's pretty crazy. yeah literally in less than 60 seconds nuts that's wild that is, i mm -hmm. haven't gotten on the discord uh ai thing yet i keep trying to log in and then it sends me down a rabbit hole and i forgot my password and then i have to reset my password and then i get there's a little trick to it send me uh, we'll, we'll zoom and then i'll get you going on that and you'll you'll be like oh. on it for days okay good because i need that i need that for thumbnails and stuff like that yeah i'm not against ai at all and utilizing it I, I would just think with instrumental music, it might be easier for AI to steal some jobs because I, when you talk about like the human voice and, and people's personality with w writing pop songs, for instance, I feel like AI ha has a steeper wall to climb. But for yeah, instrumental right. stuff, it seems like AI could do what you're talking about with the visual stuff easier, I would think. Yeah, but and it's but it's similar to the visual side as well. Like, um, for instance, when like there's this uh, there's a song on on my Facebook uh, catalog that's called Valdez Chez Valdez does I forget what the title of it is because I didn't even create that title. Well, a friend of mine did, but anyway, I, I put it's a, it, the interpretation is the the dance of the dogs, and so when I did the AI, it gave the dog five legs, and and they were dancing and I just go, oh, that's cool. So I kept it, that's the album cover. But in the music side of things as well, you'll put in a prompt and you'll get something back and you'll go, that's dumb. You know, that would never work or that, there has to be a human still in the room to be able to go, that works, that doesn't work. But eventually 
maybe not. So what happened when you went head to head with AI? You said you you put up your track and you put up an AI and you saw which one performed better, which one performed better. Well, I, I gave I abandoned that uh, pretty quickly after I realized that AI wasn't where it needed to be. Um, oh, I see. You know what so I'm saying? And really I didn't want to have that. I didn't want to have my name on that track. Does that make sense? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I get it. Yeah, I mean, dude, somebody sent me like, here's Joseph Arthur paintings, AI version, and they were kind of whack. They were my style, though. They did. I was kind of flattered that AI knows who I am. Oh, AI, right. you're flirting with me. Um, so switching <laughs> gears a little bit, what's up with the pop music industry's sort of embrace? And I know you. I know that you you sort of grew up in the church. I, I'm, you know, I think you're a Christian guy, right? Are you Christian? Right. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. One hundred percent. So what do you think of how much like Dojo Cat and, and a lot of the things are doing? And then I also saw some rabbit holes about uh, who was it? Taylor Swift doing sort of ritualistic, dark ritualistic stuff in her shows. And, you know, I'm not trying to call anybody out or anything, but right. it's because it seems like the music industry in general is brace and em embracing this sort of demonic thing in the pop world what's up with that like we didn't have that in the 80s like madonna was the edgy one and that's because she was being like sort of overtly sexual but it wasn't this sort of demonic thing and then are they just trying to mess with conspiracy theorists that think that everybody's a satanist or is there something the to illuminati? this have you thought much yeah or the illuminati have you thought much about that i've thought a lot about it because um and i'm I can mention his name. James Ingram was one of my closest friends, and he was the ultimate conspiracy theorist. And I, I, I love that boy. I would have taken a bullet for him. But when we were working uh, together, um, hey, knowing knowing that he's a conspiracy theorist makes me love him a lot more. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, James Ingram, what a cool dude. Well, anyway, keep we going. we leave the studio about two o'clock in the morning. We're out in the parking lot, and he's looking up at the sky. I'm going, what are you looking at? And he's like, aliens. I'm going, aliens? He says, yeah, I'm looking at spaceships. But he he turned me on to several books. Okay, Behold the Pale Horse. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Cooper, who actually ended up getting yep. assassinated. Shot. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, and uh, William Cooper. And then he William Cooper. turned to a series called It's a Damn Shame, and it's on YouTube. You can find it. It's a Damn Shame, and it talks about the Illuminati and the music business, and it's pretty crazy. And so... When uh, Michael Jackson died, he called me. He said they finally got him. I said, "What are you talking about?" He's well. He said he was getting ready to out them, and I'm like, you know, it's like I took everything with a grain of salt. But at the same time, some of the things that he told me it was like, "How did you know that?" Or for like in August um, of 2018, no, of uh, 2008, he calls and he says, "Take all your money out of the bank." I said, "Why?" He said, "Because there's going to be a crash in October." And sure enough, there was. It's like all these things he told me didn't seem like conspiracy theories at the time. Now it's like, okay, this is crazy. But he he was big into the Illuminati and the music business and how it's controlled by the powers that be. And you know, and so I have not had any personal experience with that. But it just it's just odd that um, you go like Sam, what's his name? Sam Hunt is that his name? No, Sam Smith. John Smith, yeah, how quickly he changed, and right. and I don't I don't understand the whole 
Taylor Swift thing with all the witchcraft stuff. I don't understand that myself. Right. I don't know. She's she to me has been such a a great role model for kids and for for the music business in general because you know she's had a little bit of an edge, but yet she she always seemed to to do the right thing. And I just that concerns me. I don't know. Um, I don't like seeing that, but it's like who it's knows? Weird. It's weird. It's it's it very is. weird. And and with the Epstein thing happening now, it's like that. It feels like darkness is unveiling itself to another degree. And yeah, it feels like we've been under, obviously, in a spiritual war, and um, and the dark side seemingly desperate. Like I don't know if you listen, have been listening to Alex Jones on X, or if you would admit to that, because, but I mean, he's actually you know very reasonable lately, especially when he talks on X. Everything he says is very measured. Right. Um, well, he's predicted so many things. I was watching a thing yeah. this morning. He, he and Tar Tucker Carlson that um, they've all come true. It's bizarre. Right. But he was saying that, that, you know, the dark side is up against the ropes and that's not a good thing. That's, that's when they become dangerous. And it's just so interesting. And I, you know, because it feels like, I feel like 2024 is going to be a year where evil is exposed to the normies in a way that can't be ignored. I feel like we're definitely up against the precipice of that. It seems like mm -hmm. it, it seems like there's right. going to be things that come out about Epstein that people that don't want to, you know, think of, you know, the political powers that be as anything more than just, you know, civil servants doing their best, or it's going to be unveiled that there's this weird spiritual dimension going on. I mean, when you think about like those supposed rituals, one thing that comes to my mind is, wow, those people are way more spiritual than we would have thought. Like they're, at, but, but in the wrong way, in my view. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you do? You have any predictions for twenty twenty four? No, I just keep reading about this massive crash that's coming. You know, I keep hearing that. But um, you know, my my beef with all of that is that because they have a list, um, I've I've always I've had this thing about talking about people and accusing people of things online that there's no proof that that hasn't been proven and to right. mention somebody's name especially in this culture it's it's just like you know you, you ring that bell it's hard to unring it and i just I, to me, I just think it's, it's something that we should be aware of and stop doing because people's uh reputations are on the, uh, on the line and it's just um there's got to be some way to control that especially with uh, trolls now it's just it's over the top yeah i agree I totally agree. Like even, you know, I'm a big fan of Aaron Rodgers. Actually, he follows me on Twitter. I went to like post something about him. I tagged him and he follows me. I'm like, damn, dude. I didn't Good know we were having you. a romance. I know. I was very <laughs> proud of that. Well, he only it. follows like 500 people too. Anyway, he might have unfollowed me already, but I doubt it. Uh, but I didn't, you know, I'm a big fan, but I didn't like what he said about Jimmy Kimmel and I'm not a fan of Jimmy Kimmel at all. I mean, I think he's, right. you know, done great. Anyway, we're down to the last minute, but uh, yeah, so people should be careful uh, about that stuff for sure, because it, 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 it works against us in the end. Anyway, Keith Thomas, tell people where to find you real quick. KeithThomas.com is the best place actually. Um, Instagram, Keith Thomas producer, uh, TikTok. I'm not, I haven't posted one thing there yet. I've just reposted you your better. videos. <laughs> I'm going to call you out, man. You got no, but I'm going to do it. I'm just, I swear you're going to get the first. I'm going to send you the link. Uh, 
I want you to be in my thing where I have to go, damn, there's Keith again. There's Keith again. I love there's it. Keith again. All yes. right, I'll like that one. All right, dude. Thanks for coming on. Much love, my Thank brother. You. I'll talk to you soon. Thank Keep you. listening, everybody. Right. We'll be back with more on TNT.